So, <laughs> the one reason I've avoided speaking on Mother's Day is because it's really tricky. It's a touchy time. Women emotional beings we all know that but on mother's day we can be extra emotional because of a variety of things some mothers um, some women dread mother's day because they've lost their mother some women dread mother's day because they've lost a child or they're unable to conceive yet Um, some mothers um, just don't look forward to it because they have a really bad relationship with their mother right now. I mean, the list is endless of all of the emotions that are probably in this room. Uh, Also, regret from how you've parented or mothered before. So we have that whole bag here. And then we got a bunch of men here just sitting and we're talking about women. So, you know, no pressure, right? Big deal. Touch everybody at the same time. (laughs) It's a good thing the Lord does all of that. I'm just going to do whatever I can do, and he'll take over. So first I want to say to all of those women, if you fit any of those categories, I want you to try to choose today because really it's a choice. It's a choice to choose to trust the Lord. I want you to really try today to make it not a day the enemy can rob from you because that's what he would love. The enemy, the devil, that's his name. (laughs) He is always on the prowl. He's always wanting to remind you of what you don't have, what you messed up doing, what you might never get, all of those things. And he wants you to be in the feelings all the time. And I also want to say it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be sad if you lost some someone really important to you. It would be odd not to be sad. It's just different. It's not okay to stay in sadness and let it rob you from anything in the future, to rob you from your peace every day. And so if we make the choice to, to trust the Lord then we can find joy even in our feelings. Um, We have to trust his timing. We need to trust his goodness and that he has good gifts for us. And we need to trust his ability to restore. Because even if you did mess up, and we'll talk about some of the ways we can parent from a place of shame and guilt, things like that, or things we've been taught from our our parent when we were parented. But it's never too late. That's the main thing I want to say is, if you are coming in, wow, the air conditioning stops and it's like, <laughs> if you're coming in today and you're really just feeling regret for how you've parented in the past or anything like that, I just want to remind you today that it's never too late. He is the Lord of beauty for ashes. I mean, it's my life story. It's, it's what I'll always preach till I die. Like, if no matter how far you've messed up, he can start right now making beauty from all of that. And so all you have to do, your part, is to hand it over, to give it up. So if you're waiting, remember that he's working. You're never just waiting. There's never nothing happening like that everything stops. If you're waiting on a promise, that means he's working on the promise. So rejoice with the mothers that you do know. You know, that's kind of a given. But we don't want to be jealous and envious and all of that. But also, be a spiritual mother to the women that are in your life, that are younger, they're looking for mothers. And be thankful and grateful for, the, for what you do have because that's what pleases the Lord and that's what moves his heart. So now that all of that good, intense stuff is out of the way, we can move on. So I've been thinking about how powerful a woman is, how powerful mothers are, and how we really shape the destiny of the children that are in our homes. It's a huge, huge role. 
And the cool thing is we have the power to produce fruit, really good fruit, or not so great fruit. But we're going to believe everybody in here is going to be producing really great fruit that reproduces. And so mothers are strong. They're nurturing. And this goes for women because women are mothers by nature. It's not just that if you're a mother, you are all these things. If you are a woman and if you are in the likeness of God, if you're following him, then you have these traits. So women are strong. They're nurturing. They're loving. They're protecting. They're compassionate. Some others more than others. <laughs> they are talented. They are wise. There's nothing like a woman's intuition. And above all, I think it's amazing how women are multitasking. I mean, man, how much can we get done? Just let women run this world and it will get done. Just kidding. This isn't a liberal thing. I'm just, just saying we know how to get things done. Anyways. So we all express the image of God. So I remember a season in my life, and this might be more towards people that have younger children or that have babies. There's a lot of babies happening around here. I don't know if you've noticed, but I think we're at like, what, 10 or something women pregnant right now or just had a baby. So anyway, I remember when I had two under two. It's really kind of a blur, but from what I do remember... There were two babies in diapers, and they needed me every moment of the day. And I remember thinking I was just a mom. And we all know we're not just a mom, but the enemy can lie to us. And we often believe these subtle thoughts. We're just moms. Like, we just change diapers, and we just make bottles all day long on repeat and clean the house. <laughs> so it just feels like, what am I even really doing with my life? And then on top of that, the world, we have nothing to show the world as a tangible like way of success. We just have basically, you know, we'd be winning if we kept the kids alive that day. And then if we had dinner, too like that would be a successful day when you're in that season so you really just are really surviving and you will often think that you're just a mom and that what you're doing isn't important so I want to remind you if you're having babies or you're about to remember this remember it through the hormones and the sleepless nights remember this. this is not a wasted season he's shaping you for what's to come in the next season if you let him so just remember not to rush through it, want, not to want to rush through it. So I remember, you know how you're always like, oh, I can't wait till they can do this. <laughs> I can't wait till we can actually sit and watch a movie. Or I can't wait until we can live again. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but don't wish it away because uh, it's valuable time. And don't forget that you're a living expression of your father's nature on the earth. So I think we would all agree that motherhood is hard. There's a lot of good things to motherhood. I mean, it's amazing, but it's also hard. And the thing we don't often, um, the thing is we don't often know what we're doing. <laughs> if we would admit, I mean, there are some moms that know everything. Don't try to give them advice because they will already know, please. So, but there are a lot of women that are just honest about it, and we just, like, don't know what we're doing, especially when they're younger. And one good example I can think of is when my kids, you know, being two and under, like, babies like to 
completely pass back and forth their sicknesses for the fun of it, for the fun of the family. So one would be sick and we just got over it. Then the other would get the same sickness and it was just so fun. And we would just always be guessing like, what is this? And is this going to develop into something we go to the emergency room for? Or is it just a rash? Like, it's just a guessing game. You really just don't know what you're doing. So that's what I think the Lord loves the most, is when we admit we don't really know what we're doing. And we're not in control, and we let him be in control. So just pray about it when you see those things pop up, when you get that new rash on the baby, or they start having boogers. I mean, is it allergies? Is it a cold? Is it the flu? What do you, you know, just don't walk in fear and just trust the Lord and pray and let him lead you. Whether you need to go to the doctor, whatever that is, that's a side note. So you've got to trust the Lord in every area of your life. Um, and then some of us haven't dealt with the pain and shame and hurt from our past. And if you haven't dealt with that and you go into motherhood, you just pass it right on to your children. And I want to tell you, like I just said, like, if that happens, you can start now, like today, like right now, it can stop. So you can give it up, and we're going to have a time of prayer at the end, and we can start from there. But, yes, so it's never too late. So the Lord loves that when we don't have it all figured out, and he loves us to be dependent on him. He loves us to come with a humble heart and say, Lord, I don't really know. I don't really know what to do about this teenager that has a really bad attitude. I really don't know what to do with my son who is very lazy. I don't really know. I need your help. So he loves that because he's waiting there for you to talk to him and ask him. So I want to touch on briefly some negative things we can fall into with... (laughs) There's so many moms laughing. Uh, Some negative things we can fall into if we are taking control. If we have not let the Lord be in control of our mothering. And I know this is not ideal because a Mother's Day message is usually like, you are fabulous. Everything you do is amazing. You never make mistakes. You are amazing. But I'm just saying the reality is we mess up. And we need Jesus. We all do. So we'll get through the negative and then I'll come back around with some really good feeling stuff and it'll be great. All right, so, so just hold on. So I lost my scripture reference. Can we pop it back up again? Uh, for some reason in my message, just the scripture reference got deleted, but the scripture's there. The Psalms one? Okay, it's in Psalms. There it is. Yes, Psalms 16.5. So we're going to talk about when our children become idols to us. And I'm going to read the scripture, but when our children become idols to us, it's just us replacing importance, the importance that the father should take and praying to the Lord and him guiding, him being our source for joy and contentment. We then put that into our children. We then depend on our children and their success to fill that void in us, and they become our idols. And so Psalms 16.5 says, Lord, I have chosen you alone as my inheritance. You are my prize, my portion, my pleasure, and my portion. If you could replace that and you really feel like it would be true, if you said that was the case for you and your child, then you would have a problem. Because your child should never be your main prize, your pleasure, or your portion. 
of course you can find joy in them. Oh my gosh, I'm like dying laughing all the time with my kids. They're cracking me up. Like I have so much fun with my kids and I love to be with them. But I also love to show my kids what it means to um, put the Lord first. And so I don't like to get emotional, so just bear with me. I'm going to have long pauses if there's emotion coming. So anyway... (laughs) Although when David was like, just cry, he loves emotion. Um, So he's the emotional one in our marriage. (laughs) He really is. Like when we're watching a movie, I'm like, are you crying? He's like, anyway, (laughs) I do have emotion. Um, Anyways, what was I saying? Children are idle. Oh, when I also need, they also see the fact that I, put the Lord first. Like every single morning I'm in the office reading my Bible and it's very clear what I'm doing. And David's like, get out of the room, get out of the room. (laughs) Your mama's having her moment. Your mama's having her time. And so I want them to see that it's my priority. Like I like to start the day with reading the, the scripture. And then sometimes they'll sneak in towards the end, like, what are you reading? And I show them. And so it's just important when we pray together at night, we pray before our meals, we pray when someone gets hurt. It's priority to connect with the Lord. And that's what I want them to see. So, but when our child or children are our idols, we often live vicariously through them. And we also give in to fear, which is really control. So we want to control their freedom. Like poor things have to live in a bubble. Uh, you are a helicopter parent. And someone asked me what that is. It, I just know because I was a kindergarten teacher. So I met a lot of parents in my day. <laughs> And there are a lot of, like, helicopter hovering, hovering, like they never go away. So um, you could be one of those. You could allow expectations to form, like always getting a toy at the store, always getting a reward for things, basically getting what you asked for. You have a hard time telling them no. You allow them to run the show. You allow them to interrupt your adult conversations 24-7. Uh, that's, we're still working on that. Lord help us. Uh, you allow disrespect. You fill your family schedule with their activities. Kids activities run the show all the time and leaving you no time for a family connection. You make time, more time for them than you spouse, than your spouse. So you don't have time with your spouse and you side with them over your spouse And then also you don't make time for community and friendship. See, not really a good Mother's Day part, but we're we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay. So when our children are our idols, we set them up for entitlement. We create self-centered children. And that is not what I want. I cannot handle the self-centeredness. It's so opposite of what Christ is. It's so opposite. So when we, when we can't teach our children to be others-focused, when we've always made them the main focus. Then, if you're not in that category, and you are just so perfect, and you have not related to any of those points, you may be in this next category. Just maybe. I don't know. So this one is you parent like stones. Just follow me. You're hard, polished, Oftentimes inflexible, unwavering as a parent. We set the bar really high, stick to the schedule, cold, task-oriented, striving to be all business with our children. Sometimes we cause hurt, pain, even abuse or neglect with our words and our actions. And when the pressure of life closes in, then we break, crumble, chip. 
So Luke 6.45 is something I like to remember when I'm having an outburst of frustration (laughs) with my children. A good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So whatever we're putting in, whatever we have inside our heart, that's what's going to come out. So whenever you can always check yourself when you're screaming at your children and you're taking out your frustrations that you need to check your heart and see what you're missing because we parent out of the overflow of our heart what fills up will spill out so instead of making your children an idol instead of being a stone I would like to suggest you consider being a sponge and I know this is funny but just hold on so sponges are soft and gentle Absorbent, absorbent, and always seeking to be filled, flexible, and when there's pressure or it's squeezed, it's squeezed, it overflows with what's inside. So we will be the most effective, as effective as parents when we train and teach our children out of the overflow of our lives lived unto Christ. So I get it. Some of you are probably thinking, I did fit a lot of those things in both categories and I will be honest at different times of the the month who knows I mean I have really said yes way too much to my kids um I do know I have too much grace in areas they're just so darn cute but I do know that I shouldn't I should say no more often when it comes to getting things I get it I'm very aware so then there's also times I've lost my temper I mean I'm homeschooling them I'm with them a lot. Um, I lose my temper sometimes. And so I have fell into those categories as well. But what I've done more than I've messed up is I've listened. And so I just want to remind you of how the Holy Spirit plays a role in our lives. Listening to the Holy Spirit often feels like you're hearing your little whisper of you think you're talking to yourself, or you think it was just your thought, but it's the Holy Spirit. I just like to put it real practical like that. So, like, in the middle of getting frustrated or losing your patience, I'll often hear, like, a thought, and it's the Holy Spirit saying, like, you need to deal with that. Like, why are you taking your frustrations out with uh, your kids? Or you need to go have some quiet time. Or, no, maybe you should say no today. Or, like, you need to handle that, how they're acting, you know? Little things, and it just makes me aware of where I need to adjust in my parenting. So the main thing to remember is God's not looking for perfect mothers. He's wanting us to be dependent mothers willing to listen. So we don't have to be perfect. We will never measure up. We will never get it right. We just have to be able to listen and give him the control. So the truth is mothering isn't easy. It takes balance, flexibility, and there's no formula. I forgot to say that in the first service. I'm gl- I hope they know there's no formula. So there, <laughs> there's no formula. Like there's no check all the box. And I love formulas. I love checklists. I love if you do this, this will happen. But that's not ever going to happen with parenting. And you never know what kind of kid you're going to get. They're very diverse. <laughs> Like, they're very different, and they have very strong personalities. So you just never know. So you need to just be willing to accept that there's no formula. You can read all the books you want to read, but when it comes down to it, if you can't hear the voice of the Lord in your parenting, you're going to miss the mark. 
So it'd be really convenient if we had that checklist. And the thing is, it comes all comes down to letting go of control and asking for his wisdom. We have to be aware of how bad we need the Lord's wisdom every single day, not just in mothering, but a lot in mothering, believe me, like every moment. So you might be wondering, well, how do I get his wisdom? I oftentimes don't feel like I know what in the world I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm hearing his voice. I hear that from people a lot. Well, I want to talk about wisdom and how you get it. It says in Proverbs 9:10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I was always confused by the whole fear thing as growing up in church. Like, I don't understand why they want me to be afraid of this loving man. I don't get it. Like, nobody explained it to me. But over the years, I've realized that fear, fearing the Lord is just being in awe of him and realizing, humbling yourself to say, I am not the judge of right and wrong. I am not the ruler of my life. I want to hear your voice. I want to do only what you want me to do. Like, you are sovereign. You are in control. And he's powerful. And that is fearing the Lord. So you're not scared of him. And... So in Proverbs 2, 1 through 5, it talks more about wisdom. It says, For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom, made accessible to his godly lovers. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. My child, will you treasure my wisdom? Then and only then will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within you will you succeed. So train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Then pass it on to your sons and daughters. Yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man who would seek for sterling silver, searching in hidden places for cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find true knowledge of God. So we've got to be able to cry out. When, we, when all else fails, when you've tried your way, you've got to be able to come back to the point of crying out. Crying out, interceding just means making it, making it known that you really want his help. You're not passive about it. You're making a stance to say, I, I have to have your guidance. And so we, if we need wisdom, we have to treasure the wisdom treasure my wisdom do you even want my wisdom do you even value my wisdom because he's not going to waste his time with us if you don't really care he's not going to tell you anything but if you're crying it out crying out for it he's going to share because he's waiting for you to find him he's waiting for you to search it out so on this note I'm going to tell a story about one of my children (laughs) and I, I couldn't get through the story on the first service without saying which one it was, but you already know if you know. So one of my children sleeps on the bottom bunk. <clears throat> and when it's nighttime and David's on top, I have to say which ones. Oh, well, they're so little. Hopefully this won't mess them up in life. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Cadence is on the top bunk. Zion's on the bottom Cadence is a daddy's girl. They spend way too long up there. It's like, I don't have time for that. So I'm like a three song and done. So, and they're short songs. And I don't sing well. So it's a very, like, Jesus loves me. He's got the whole world. And um, Jesus loves the little children. There's a lot of Jesus in love, okay? So (laughs) he has those memorized because it's every night. 
And he won't go to sleep unless I sing them. So I'm singing those. And there's been times with Zion that it's out of control. And I know this is like, you're like, okay, this doesn't apply to me because I don't have small children. Oh, this applies. Like, it's not just with small children. It's grown adult children. It's every child. And really, it's everybody, like, that you need help with. But I, side note, and I was rubbing his back, and we had had a rough, like, two weeks. Like, he had gotten in trouble, said a bad word at church. Great pastor's kid. Got <laughs> Great example. Um, and... I don't even remember what else, but it was like it added up like two weeks of like, what is happening to this child? I have done everything I know to do. I mean, I was a teacher. I have an education degree. I did. I was a children's director. I know what to do with kids. And I had tried all the tricks. I mean, and I have done everything and nothing was working. This kid was like, like as if nobody's talking, basically. That's how it felt when I talked to him. Like we're not there. So, anyway, I was just feeling really desperate, like, and that's what he wants. And I was rubbing his back, and the prayer I have that I pray often, but I pray it really strongly because my son makes me need Jesus way more than my daughter at this point in my life. (laughs) Like, I need him. So, (laughs) I need Jesus with him. So... I love him, and he's a mama's boy, and we have a connection, and I love him. But, yes, he can try us like crazy. He's all boy. And so the prayer is, God, help me steward this gift you've given me. Show me how to handle and then whatever the situation is. So I say that because our children are truly gifts to us, and we often forget when they're very, very obnoxious. We often forget that they are gifts or when they're challenging or they're doing all the wrong things or things that are really hurtful to you and it seems like they're trying to hurt you. You often forget that God gave you that as a gift. And so if you think of it as a gift and that you're responsible for stewarding, you actually are. And so the, the Lord gives you so many gifts, like what you're talented at what you're, or what comes natural to you, but he also gives you children as a gift. And he is expecting you to steward them well, meaning value them and take care of them and ask for his help. That's the main thing is we can't do this alone. And it takes us finding out that we've tried everything. This applies for older children too. You've tried everything. It's not working. Try being dependent. Try crying out to the Lord. Try seeking wisdom. So you just have the try the prayer. God, help me steward this gift well, because it's a gift, and I want to steward it well. And so recently, I've been super moved by the lyrics of the song that I had them learn for this Sunday, (laughs) and Gabby did amazing, and I knew I had her in my mind for this song, but it's no one ever cared for me like Jesus, and it's been wrecking me, and I think it would wreck most women, even if you have no, you do not have children, because it's the same. It should be the same goal. Like when we meet the Lord face to face, and that's what I always like to compare everything to, is when I see my maker, when I see him, I want to say, I, I want him to say, well done. I want him to say, like, the gifts I've given you, you've used them. You've taken care of them. You have multiplied them. 
and our children are gifts to us. They're fruit. And if we're producing bad fruit, the cycle usually continues. But if we're producing really good fruit, then we're, we're producing a legacy. A legacy of children that create, that have children like them in the cycle room just continues. And I just want to know that I stewarded well, that I didn't take parenting and mothering lightly. And so out of all the gifts that I've been given, out of all the things the Lord wants us to steward, like our talents or our callings, you can never put your calling over your call as a mother. So your calling as a mother, can't you can't idolize your kids, but at the same time, you shouldn't idolize You, yeah, I'm just going to read the lyrics. Okay, it says, No one ever cared for me like Jesus. His faithful hand has held me all this way. And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth, let it be known in you alone my joy was found. Let my children tell their children. Let this be their memory. That all my treasure was in heaven and you were everything to me. So what I want most is for my kids to see me full of joy and contentment. And I know women in general struggle with contentment because we're constantly thinking of what we don't have. And I want my kids to see that my source of joy and my source of contentment, it comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from anything that I can get. My treasure is in heaven. So anything we can gain on this earth, notoriety, success, anything like that. I do not want them to see that as my main thing. And so before we sing the song, I want you to really take note. Like I'm going to ask women, women that want to be a mother, women that are touched by any part of this message to stand. And I want you to really use this time to reflect because we're not going to have like the, the typical altar call because of all the things going on right now. But I want you to use this time because I don't want this to be some typical Mother's Day feel good. Yay, we were Mother's Day and then we left and nothing changed. I want something to change in your heart because no matter what, there's something that applies to you from the message. There's some way that you've parented out of a place of control. There's something, there's regret you need to let go of. There's pain you might be holding on to. There's something you need to give to God. And like I always say, you have to give it up. If you want to hold on to your hurt from loss in your life, you'll carry that into your future. And until you can let it go, until you can give up your pain and your hurt, then the Lord can't make beauty from your life. You're not letting him. So I want this to be the day where you let him start making beauty out of your life. So if any of those things apply to you, I want you to stand and just allow the Holy Spirit to work on your heart during the lyrics and then I'm going to come back up and pray for you. If my heart could tell a story If my life could sing a song If I have a testimony If I have anything at all 
No one ever cared for me like Jesus His faithful hand has held me all this way that today would be the day that we would leave any hurt from pain of loss, any regret from parenting mistakes, any unforgiveness for our mothers and the mistakes they made. I just ask that you would help us to lay it all down today. Forgive us for holding on to the pain and regret. Forgive us for not forgiving when you've forgiven us of so much. Help us to mother dependent on you. Help us to desire your wisdom. Lord, we ask right now for your wisdom. We ask right now for your guidance because we can't do this alone. We're admitting today we cannot mother. We cannot be Christ followers. We cannot do this without you. And we need you today. Come and touch our hearts. And as we finish this song, Lord, just... Show us, give us today, and help us to let go today so that you can start making beauty of our lives.